This is Lashes, Love, and Life with Brock and Courtney. Come Come grow grow with with us. us. (laughs) (laughs) That was our first try. Uh, It's fine. Okay. So, um. Recap. Well, this episode's gonna, uh, be, like, about our lives and, um, I don't know, just 2019 to 2020, and so, uh, this is going to be a little bit heavier of an episode, so we, I just wanted to kind of warn you guys, so we're going to just jump right in. Um, First, we kind of wanted to just go into uh, what we went through, through 2019 and going into 2020 and where we are at in life. Uh, we are very hopeful for the future. Yeah. Um, we're doing Lash Essential full-time beauty shows. Well, Brock had quit his full-time day job and joined Lash Essential full-time in 2019. And um, we did our very first convention. Um, We were kind of on a high from that. We had, like, that was a ton of work. We didn't really know what we were getting into. Um, There were so many times when I was like, I don't think we're going to pull this off. And then we totally did. Um... There were a little bit of hiccups along the way, but we definitely pulled it off. We came out of that show on a high, Yeah, I feel like. and it was a lot of fun, too. And we just felt like Lash Essential was headed in such a good direction. Uh, it just felt right. Uh, we had 60,000 uh, Instagram followers at that point. Yeah, we had, like, over the course of five years, we had really, really built... Uh, I mean, a community on Instagram where we were having relationships and talking to all these people. It was just like this community. Um, I mean, 60, 60K is just like, that was like an unbelievable following for us. Um, We decided to get healthy at that point too. Yeah, 2019, like we had both, we were those typical New Year's resolutioners who started their gym membership on January 1st, and we were going to the gym nearly every single day, still to this day. Yeah, I was going to say, we're, we're still addicted now, so it's not our New Year's resolution anymore. Yeah, you can barely get Brock to take a rest day at this point, even. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, got into the best shape of my life, even after like having two kids, like I was in better shape than I was even in high school. Um, just more fit. Uh, Brock got super healthy in a lot of ways, like with like his mind growth and his body, like super, super healthy. Um, we had just attended a business coaching and paid a lot of money. Yeah. We were like all in on the business coaching. Um, I had traveled, Every single month, if not multiple times a month, uh, to do trainings. I trained just under 100 students in 2019. And by myself, that was a huge, huge goal that I had wanted to accomplish. That was, like, kind of amazing. My goal was 100, but I was just under 100. Um, Hitting goals. Hitting goals. Our kids were happy and fulfilled. Like, we had kind of, like, really, really... uh, like accomplished a lot in 2019. Um, so before we get into 2020, I just want to say, um, when I look back at 2019, I wish I would have appreciated those moments more. 
Um, just because I was so focused on accomplishing goals that I didn't really take the time to like appreciate where we were at and like really absorb like the joy and happiness. Um, because yeah, it, yeah, 2020, I think for a lot of people really, yeah like well and also going going into this before we start talking about this we're we're not comparing hards all of you guys have went through hard hard times in life and hard as hard as hard like we we all are different people we all feel things different and go through pain differently and so we're all gonna feel it differently and go through a different type of hard well and i also think that like we handle, I mean, we could go through the exact same situation, but some people are built to handle situations different. So mm-hmm. the, this is our 2020. These are the things that we experienced. And um, yeah, so we're going to just kind of dive into it. So we're going to go month by month because it was a very eventful year. Um, okay, so January 2020. Um, for those of you who don't know... Obviously, all of our supplies come from overseas, and we, um, the coronavirus started in China and kind of just spread everywhere. Um, so our lash, um, like materials come from Korea, but the supply, the lashes, like the trays and everything themselves are made in China. Um, so So already our sales are dropping. Well, we were kind of in like a supply issue at this point. So the sales hadn't started dropping in January. Okay. Um, so we were having supply issues. We had nearly $15,000 just kind of in limbo. Um, we had paid and, um, they were made, but they couldn't be shipped to us because of the pandemic. And at this point, I don't think it had been ruled a pandemic, but in January, um, everything was kind of a little bit frozen and unknown. Um, so at this point, uh, sales had started to like suffer because we didn't have the stock. Um, so we started dealing with COVID in January. Well, um, February was my last travel training. Again, I wish I would have really appreciated this because I feel really, really like training is my calling. Like that is where I get my most fulfillment. Well, and you guys, if you could see like the glow on her face when she is training people, it's it's so beautiful to see so yeah yeah so it's just like that's where i i mean i just love when you just like can subtly tweak somebody's technique or you can see the light bulb go off and then they just get it like that is something that i don't really think that i will ever be able to describe to somebody but it's just like it's like that aha moment and it doing something you love yeah and so it's just i don't know so again that was my last training so Um, follow your passions guys yeah because if you follow your passions you will feel that way when you're when you're doing them you you'll feel fulfilled right totally and it's just uh you're it's just your zone Mm -hmm. you know 
Um, also in February, my little sister who was premature when she was born. I mean, she's, oh, geez, 28. Yeah, she's 28. Yep. <laughs> and, um, so 28 years ago, she was born like extremely premature at 24 weeks. So 28 years ago, that was kind of unheard of for babies to survive that young. Um, so she was so teeny tiny that you could hold her and like my dad held her in the palm of his hand and um going forward they weren't really sure what kind of complications that she would have like health-wise or anything like that but the long-term effects were her vision um she has learned braille and done all of like the visual impaired camps and stuff like that her vision um she is legally blind. She does have some vision, um, but she is legally blind. Um, so in February, my little sister had to have emergency eye surgery because of pressure in her eyes. So again, we're not in the thick of COVID, but we're already kind of like... Starting to experience some hard times. Yeah. Um, so then March hits. Um there was so many unknowns and fears surrounding um, COVID. Uh, Italy was completely on lockdown at this point. People weren't even leaving their houses over there. So there was so much fear. And yeah, we just didn't know what was coming for us. Yeah. Um, my- I remember thinking initially fear for my kids and their future. I think that's like the right. biggest thing I've thought of through a lot of that is just like, our kids going through this yeah and like as adults it was hard on us as adults right like it's still hard on us as adults and I think like these little kids like they have such a basic understanding of like hard stuff like this so um for us I think our kids were yeah it yeah that was I think for both of us the the biggest fear we had um my older sister uh, got divorced in March or her divorce was finalized in March. So again, kind of like just some family stuff going on. Um, we had finally got our lash order just in time for everything to shut down. And we had to pay like an extra $4,000 in import fees to get it to us. So um, it was just kind of like just unexpected after unexpected after unexpected. Yeah. Um, so in March, everything kind of shut down all over the country. Um, so in like mid April, there was no toilet paper (laughs) at the store. (laughs) No toilet paper. Uh, what were the other hot commodity items back then? Uh, Like sanitizer, hand sanitizer, Clorox, ramen noodles, those dang ramen noodles. (laughs) Hands on them. Um, so then, uh, mid April, um, my dad woke up and he was having a hard time forming words and so we were kind of fearing that he had had a stroke and again this is in April of 2020 things are so unknown and so they took him to the emergency room and he had to get COVID tested and he had to walk 
I'm going to do my best to speak clearly and not get too emotional. But he had to walk into the emergency room alone. So, I mean, you can imagine that, like, fearing some really big health crisis, right, um, aside from COVID, um, is really scary to face by yourself. But then to not be able to speak and clearly explain what's going on with you and um, to have your family have to sit idly by and wait for phone calls um, is uh, pretty, pretty, (laughs) I mean, it's kind of torture if you're going to be, if I'm going to be honest. Um, So it's pretty agonizing. my dad had to go undergo several tests. He um, got blood work. He, I mean, they took really good care of him. Um, but we were getting relayed messages, right? Because my dad couldn't speak. So um, they then found, I don't even remember the size. I want to say it was like a three millimeter or a three centimeter. I, I don't remember, but a pretty decent sized tumor on the part of his brain that controls speech. Um, so, um, he was transferred to like a higher grade hospital at this point, again, totally alone. Um, so nobody could be with him and we kind of just had to await to see what they were going to do. And again, my dad couldn't speak so it was very um it was very delayed information so he gets transferred and they decide that they need to do surgery but they have to wait for his covid test to come back this is back when there weren't anything such as like the the rapid or anything it took like 4 days 3 or 4 days to come back do you mm-hmm. remember anyways so he was sitting in this hospital Um, They did give him steroids that helped with his swelling, um, so he could kind of communicate. Um, Not great, though, at this point. And so he got his negative COVID test back, and they scheduled surgery. Um, The surgery was pretty intense. He had to be awake for a portion of it because it was so close to that part of speech that they um needed to do tests during the operation to make sure that they weren't like cutting too much or they wanted to be as gre- aggressive as possible without cutting necessary parts of the brain. So um he had to go through surgery completely alone. Um as much as we wanted to be there and as much as we tried as a family to um get an exception my older sister went to like the head of the hospital to try and get at least one person there with him and it just wasn't happening he did make it through surgery um came home just a few days later he just wanted to be home um he has a massive scar from like the peak of his forehead to the top of his left ear and um he wears it like a warrior, though. Yeah, he does. And <laughs> I, I just told him he was a Banff. 
and he just giggled. So his silly, like lighthearted personality still there. Um, so he came home and we started to recover his recovery. Um, we, while my dad was in recovery, um, we had a niece's birthday party, which was exactly like one year ago today, which is kind of crazy to think about. Um, and it was on the warden side. So Brock's side of the family and Brock's dad, Shane, never really liked pictures. (laughs) We have a lot of pictures of him with his hand like blocking his view from the camera. <laughs> he was super good at making sure his hand was in the right spot. Yeah, he or he would just like turn away <laughs> or just be ornery about it. I well, don't like Well, and the thing pictures. is he was, it wasn't even like he he really hated it. He wanted us to think he hated it. <laughs> he didn't really I don't think care too much. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> so funny. But I just remember saying to him, like, at this birthday party, they had, like, one of those little photo booths set up where you hold, like, the little glasses in front of your face. Yeah, and I just remember saying to him, like, if this situation with my dad hasn't taught me anything else, it's that we need to take more pictures. And so I kind of guilt-tripped him (laughs) into taking group pictures in front of this wall. Um. So, I'm trying so hard not to cry. Um, In May. Yeah, two weeks later in May. Sales were non-existent. Our Instagram got hacked. Yeah. So, our Instagram at this point got hacked. And um, they wrote us just the nicest email saying, (laughs) We're so sorry for the inconvenience, but you have been blocked from your account. We're going to start selling your pictures please respond within the next two hours or we will start selling your content and they would just wanted bitcoin they wanted a thousand dollars in bitcoin right they, they wanted three thousand. Oh, three thousand. yeah and so in in our head this is our company and this is where a a lot of our avenues this is how we're making most of our money on instagram and our followers and what we've built right and so it's it's really taught us to have more avenues in the business uh, to make sure that that's not the only way you're bringing in an income. So yeah, lesson learned for those of you who own a business, don't rely on one source of advertising or one source of like community because I put all of our eggs in one basket um, because a few years ago, Instagram was really, really easy to build and, um, like connect with people um in the midst of dealing with the instagram hack this is when we started not being able to breathe (laughs) at all through things we were like man hopefully we have a day you know and then the next day we would get hit with like another hard hard thing well i mean and this was literally 15 minutes apart like I was on my phone trying to deal with Instagram. I was trying to reach Instagram. I was trying to find any contact information for Instagram. And if you do not know, Instagram does not have any contact information other than um, fill out their contact form, which you just get to basically wait and hope that they contact you, which, hey, a year later, still haven't heard anything. So... 
Um, there's that. This same month, the the coaching that we had spent a shit ton of money for and signed up for just shut down. Due um, to quote to COVID. And and yeah, so So while I'm dealing with the Instagram thing, I'm on my phone and I get a phone call from my sister and she's just sobbing and I'm like, what's going on? Because after what we had been dealing with, you obviously just go to worst case scenario and she goes, it's a glioblastoma. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. And she goes, it's basically the worst thing that it can be. So if you don't know what a glioblastoma is, it's a extremely aggressive form of brain cancer. Um, there's the tumor and it creates roots and it basically teams up with your brain's arteries to create like deeper roots. So um, it's really, really aggressive. They don't have any sort of cure for it. And um, I mean, it's not an if it comes back, it's a when. So um, I... I yeah. At this, this was point, our this was our first like give up moment where it really would have been not very hard to throw in the towel. Like we felt that way. We uh, it and honestly, I was. Here's the thing, you guys: is growth growth does not start six months after you go through this hard stuff. Like growth is happening always. Right now, it's happening, and so. While this is happening, we are all growing and we're all learning how to navigate through. I was learning how to be there for Courtney in in a lot of different ways that I I had never been there for her before. I, I was trying to understand and just, you know, I had never went through anything like that before in my life. And I don't think I knew. I mean, I, I would... Don't get me wrong, I I understood to a point, but I did not know what Courtney was going through, and it's it was it was a learning experience and a big growth moment. Yeah. So, um, if you guys don't follow us on Instagram or like don't know um, of Lash Essential, um, it uh, we built out a studio in my parents' basement to number one be around my my family and then also like give up the studio space and with the hopes of bringing in an income for my parents one and so other words we decided instead of having that give up moment we took initiative and we started creating more change and started figuring out how we were gonna bring in income through covid without the shows without traveling without our product necessarily with all of our product being stuck yeah so um yeah we were kind of like okay what can we do we're trying to pivot we're trying to like still um create growth um so that started in may and we built it out ourselves with my dad going through chemo and radiation my dad's a general contractor so he uh obviously has all the know-how of all of those things. So we started working on that um, in May. Um, If I can just say something real quick, one of the best things that 
I've taken away from Randy. Randy's my dad. He's one of my heroes. And uh, he's taught me to be just more like him. Um, The biggest thing Randy has kind of taught me by teaching me things in life is to just teach other people things in life. He's, he's, he'll always have that wisdom for you when you need it. Yeah. It's been super helpful for me. And he's kind of a hard ass and will give you a hard time. Yeah. Thanks, Randy. (laughs) And he'll tease you. Um, but he has the best intentions of like helping you and, uh, just basically he just wants you to grow and do better. Right. Like, yeah. So, um, so then in June, um, Randy we started chemo. Yep. And, um, we went to the father's day barbecue with the wardens. That was like the first event since COVID, um, that we decided to all attend. And my dad had just got diagnosed with pneumonia at this time. Um, we were at the party and, and you could tell his breathing was definitely a little bit more shallow, but he's so strong. You, 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 I mean, if you didn't know him, you never would have known, but, uh, I think he didn't, yeah, he didn't want anybody to make a fuss over him Yeah, while we were there. Um, so at this point, um, like, we had done the party, everybody played, and he just kind of was hanging out, not feeling good, sitting down, right? Yeah. And then uh, three days later, Bree called me when I was working out. Bree is Brock's older sister. Oh, yeah. You Sorry have about to that. tell people. My older sister, Bree, called me, and she said that my dad had passed out. And initially, my reaction was, okay, it's going to be okay, Bree. I, I left the gym, and I called Courtney and let her know that um, I was going to head to the hospital, but she said, no, she said, come home and get us so I can drive you to the hospital. And it's a, it's super good. She did because so Bree called me uh, on my way to the hospital and let me know that my dad had, uh, that, that he had passed and it did not feel real. It, it just felt, I think I asked her, I said, you said are you sure yeah i said are you sure like he's for sure gone yeah and uh we get to the hospital what what happened was so i initially my reaction was calm and i don't know i didn't know what brie was going through at that moment uh she she had she was at my grandma's house my my dad went into the bathroom and he passed out in the bathroom and, uh, man, I'm going to get the story wrong because I don't have a great memory. Uh, I, I think she helped him up one time and called the ambulance and they came and they got him and he, he was awake when they were pick, getting him up the stairs. And, uh, so he, and they had checked his vitals and everything seemed fine, but they said, well, with you not feeling good for the past week, um, with you having pneumonia, like we want to take you to the emergency room, which was literally like three blocks away. And they wanted to take him to the emergency room. Yes. And then he, he passed in the emergency room. They worked on him for 
like 20, 30 minutes, I think. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't there for that. Within five minutes, they were doing CPR um, because they hadn't had time to like really look into anything or diagnose anything. Um, They had started CPR and worked on him for about 30 minutes. Um, And they were on our way there and we get the call about like what five ten minutes away from the hospital saying that he had passed um so for me at this time obviously through everything with my dad um I had really grown to depend and rely on Brock and if you guys know Brock at all he's like happy and bouncy and like literally like he walks into a room and he literally lifts up the energy in a room so i do that for you guys but i do that for me too because <laughs> it, it's what keeps me happy yeah. making other people happy and so i i'm a really strong and independent person um but at this point i had to dig really deep <laughs> to find a new strength Um, to be there for my husband and my in-laws because I had felt so broken, but knowing that they needed me, like I had to dig down to find that. Um, so. And at this point I'm broken. Uh, really the next few months, like we were still, like I said, growth is always happening. And it's the direction that you take with that growth is what, what's going to make the change in this world. But these next few months, I, re- I, I kind of remember things happening, but I, it's blurry. I mean, for a good three, four months after that, I know that I was working on myself and uh, I know that I was having like new realizations within inside myself. I'll I'll never be grateful for what I have went through, but I will always be grateful for the man that is turning me into the the voice in my head used to be just some random voice and now it's my dad's voice. So if I do anything that's outside of my moral compass, it's him telling me that I need to so it's making me a better person. Right. I just want to say that just cuz I I know this is all shitty things to happen but it's i think we can all grow and and learn to cope through these times yeah 100 percent. and like the th- i think the thing about growth is it's like it doesn't need to be like this immediate change i think like a one percent step in the right direction yeah. is still growth and that's still something to be like proud of as far as like of a like an accomplishment because like Brock said, like growth doesn't happen immediately or six months into something. It starts happening like right off the bat and it's not going to be, Oh, I'm from level two to level 50 overnight. It's you're taking those little consistent steps towards change, but you got to take those steps. Right. Um, so July, it was, a quote, relatively slow month. <laughs> um, I mean, again, we were kind of just like... Just nothing crazy new 
had happened, but we were going through it. We were in the thick of everything. Yeah. Um, we were dealing with obviously grief. We were dealing with still stuff with the business. A lot of states are still completely shut down at this point. Um, Utah had opened up with very strict stipulations for service service providers. Um, so we were still dealing with the product issues, the actual materials for lashes at this point. Um, the PBT fibers were really, really scarce. Um, so I feel like this was like a maintenance month or a, I don't know. Yeah. Like robot it's, month. We yeah. were just kind of getting through. We were, we were trying to mend things and ourselves, our family, like we were trying to be there for for as many people as we could. And and I think it's, I think service is a super important thing in life. Like I think if you can help somebody, it will help you. Right. Well, it kind of takes your mind off of yourself. Um, because I mean, we all go through it, right? Like we're all going through different things, but when you, you like act in service and all those different things, I mean, it gives you just, I'm, in the best way, it, like, makes you feel better yeah. about yourself, right? Because you're helping somebody else. But, like... You help another... That's the biggest bonus is you're helping somebody else, too. Right. Like, I know we've talked about the ripple effect a little bit, but the, it just by doing those little things will change somebody's life. Right. Totally. Um. So, yeah. Just don't take on more than you can handle in a situation because when you're when you're going through some things sometimes you can't take on too much sometimes you need to give yourself a break you need to give you that time to cry uh you need to give you that yourself that time not to cry because because i mean for a while i i cried every day all day and i've never done that in my life before and I didn't think I could run out of tears, but I, I did. And then, and then I was like not crying and wondering why I wasn't crying so much, you know, because I was still sad, but my tears weren't coming. So it's just like we, it's a roller coaster when you're going through these things. Yeah. And I feel like we should kind of like clarify a little bit about your dad, um, like what he actually passed away from. Oh Yeah. So we ended up finding out through the autopsy that he actually did not have pneumonia, um, but that he had a bilateral pulmonary embolism, which means he had a blood clot that had split into two and went to his lungs. Yeah. So he was 47? 47? (laughs) He was just a couple days shy of 48. Yeah, he was around there. Yeah, so he was... But he was young. He was playing softball with us. He was healthy. It was just like, it was a, it was a big hit. We did not, it was, it's just something we didn't see coming. Yeah. He was never sick. I mean, in the time that I've known Brock with like our friendship and our relationship through dating and marriage, like, I mean, that's what, 15 plus years at this point. Mm-hmm. And I, I've only ever seen him even with a cold a handful of times. So for him to be sick and suddenly pass was just a shock. And it rocked everybody. Everybody that knew him. Yeah. So um, 
so going to August, um, we had a family Hawaii trip that obviously got canceled. And that, I mean, it didn't even really seem. Yeah, things like that that were happening. We were just like, you know what I'm saying? We had been through so much that we, we just felt like it didn't even seem important. Yeah. It sucked, of course, because I, I did feel like we our family probably needed some of those times. Like our kids, we needed it a little bit. A little bit of a break. <clears throat> but instead, we went to um, Bear Lake, um, which is like a local lake in Utah. Um, and we celebrated our son's third birthday. Got to um, make more memories with Randy. Yeah. And Courtney's family. Yeah. So it was with my family that we went to Bear Lake with. And so... That was good. My dad had some energy at this point. Like, he wasn't sure if he was going to feel like himself or not day to day. I mean, he's honestly, he's still at that point. Um, But he didn't really know what time he would have. Um, Later, when we got back from Bear Lake, my younger sister, Carly, um, had been struggling and, like, had a storm of her own that like we all didn't really know about because we were all kind of in our own worlds right like we were all dealing with our own thing um the surgery that she had early in the year had taken some of her eyesight that she didn't really have a lot to spare um and it kind of like was just like this domino effect that was the beginning of it and then my dad and then other losses and all these things. So she um, had admitted herself into the psychiatric hospital. Um, She had been contemplating suicide. She had a plan and her, um, I don't even know, psychologist. It wasn't a psychologist. It was a therapist. Um, Basically didn't really give her a choice and sent her to the hospital. So you guys, if you need help or if you need to talk to somebody, do it. Because honestly, talking talking things out is super helpful anyway. But people care right. if you talk to them. I care if you talk to me. Courtney and- cares. We, we, you, you could honestly, you could go to our Instagram and you can send us, us a message. And we will respond to you no matter what you're going through. Right. We'll be there for you. And one thing that she did say is, I don't want to be a burden. And I feel like burden, the word burden has a negative connotation. Like, but we all have burdens that we bear. But like burdens are a lot lighter if you have a team. Yeah. And so it's like. And I'll carry your burden. Yeah. If you, if you're struggling, if you have like, if you're going through some hard stuff, like, you need to make sure that you have somebody to talk to, whether it's a family member, a friend, or a therapist, or a stranger on Instagram, like, Brock and myself, um, because you let that sit inside, it, it gets darker and darker, if you bring it out, and you speak about it, it, it feels even just a smidge lighter, and some people are going through that too. So so sometimes when you talk to somebody about it, like you might help them just by talking to them about it. Yeah. I mean, sharing experiences, I mean, going through hard stuff is a part of life and sharing experiences needs to be more a part of life. Yeah. Um, 
I think a lot more people struggle with mental illness and um, struggle with depression and anxiety. And I mean, it's prevalent in my family. And um, I think we're learning and doing better. And I'm honestly so grateful for Brock because like I said, I do feel like I depend on that happy personality because I have those tendencies to like be anxious or stressed and I feel like um that's good for me but anyways the point is is that you feel don't feel like you don't have help um there is an abundance of resources whether it's helplines whether it's family or friends or again like I said strangers on the internet like we are here for you yep make sure you're finding strangers on the internet (laughs) (laughs) the strangers on the internet it might get a little bit strange it's fine Mm. um okay so at the i guess the beginning of august we had family move in yeah my sister moved in to our basement with with her her, with three kids I don't even remember (laughs) i think yeah three kids moved in and then her and her boyfriend and they were just kind of like in between. They were going through it just like everyone else. Yeah. Like they they had stuff that had happened that, you and, know what I'm saying? And. They just needed a temporary place to go. Yeah. So every, everybody's going through it at this point. And so, like I said, we're not, we're not trying to compare hards. We know that you guys are all going through hard, hard times right now too. I want to help you with those hard times. Right. Um, and we're hoping through being so vulnerable that like, I don't know, it can help somebody. That's yeah. what our goal is with this episode. Um, so in September, we kind of started to pull out of the depression. Um, I myself became numb to like the cancer talk. People would ask me questions and I I feel like people started to be a little bit concerned because I wasn't emotional about it. I would mm-hmm. just state things as like a matter of fact. Um, and I actually, at, at this point, I was really learning. I've never been in my head a lot. I've always been the type of person that like I, I can distract myself. I can, uh, you know, I, I, I don't sit and uh, think about my feelings and think about the way I'm feeling. I, I just have never done that until until now and it's it's been super helpful for me because so i'll just say i I was raised to be tough and to not show my emotions um i i was raised to protect women i was you know like i was just raised to be to do everything and not just have a wall up not show my emotions that's that's kind of the way i i felt like i mean was was best even for my personality and Navy changed me, but also Navy's our daughter. Yeah, my daughter Navy changed me. <laughs> but but also just like I I think being that I I don't know. I think going through that when I was younger, I, it made me realize that I could be emotional. And so, I mean, the point of all that is just to basically say that emotion showing your emotion is important. It, it's the best thing that has happened to me in my life. I love crying. I love happy crying. I love sad crying. Whatever you need to do to get through a situation. Right. 
um, lash materials at this point um, were limited and I basically started panicking and looking for other sources because we typically get a shipment like every four to six weeks of lashes just because I don't ever like to be out of stock of things. Um, and so we had only received one big order this year and we're into September at this point. Um, people weren't buying as much as they normally were. Um, sales were getting better, um, but they weren't anywhere close to where they were pre-COVID. Um, so I started to look for other sources, just testing anything and everything that I could get my hands on. Um, October for me, honestly, just feels like a blur. I genuinely just don't even really remember October. Still blurry for me. I'm like, I don't even really remember October. Um, I do. All I know is that Brie had moved out at, in October. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to actually like pinpoint, you know, things that were happening and really those were blurry months. Yeah. Uh, November was mine and Navy's birthday. What did we do? Navy did like that gymnastics party and we were supposed to be in Cancun for your birthday, but that got, got canceled. canceled. Yep. Um, I don't even remember what we, oh, we went up, to, we went, rented a cabin in Park City for oh, yeah. your birthday for that weekend. That literally just came back to me. I was like, what did we do? I feel like we did something. Yeah. So we did. We went up to um, Park City for the weekend. It's just a fun, like, up the canyon place in, near where we live. Um, Thanksgiving looked a lot different than normal. Obviously, we had some loss. And with COVID, like, everybody was saying, don't get together with family. Don't get together with family. Um, I just, with my dad's diagnosis, you literally never know, like, is this our last Thanksgiving? You, yeah. you have, um, you, you want to enjoy those moments and you, you want, like, this to be a good thing. But there's this, like overhanging cloud of like is this the last um so with the business I felt like I was in maintenance mode just basically doing just enough um not pushing for growth at this point I was posting on Instagram we weren't filming videos like we actively do um again like I said we were just in maintenance and so at this point, uh, my mom had a bad night, uh, where she, um, took a few more. Well, she, she kind of, um, she was drinking, right? And she was having a bad night. And as you guys can imagine, she's right. in so much pain. She, I mean, she had been married for over 30 years to Shane and... Um, she, she had been drinking. I think she was sad and she was lonely. I think basically describing it to me, she was drinking and um, we'll have her on a podcast one time. Yeah. Cause I think it's important to talk about this stuff. But yeah. I think so too. She was drinking and she, alcohol is a downer, right? So it made those negative thoughts seem bigger 
um, and feel more heavy. And she had recently had a surgery and, um, she took some of her pain medicine. Um, I think just looking for like just a way out of that immense pain that she was in. Um, she directly after was like, what the hell did I just do? Um, she contacted Brock's older sister, um, but Brock's older sister called the younger sister because she was closer. And so the younger sister ran over there, took her to the hospital. They made sure, um, that she, her life wasn't in danger. And at this point, my mom made a decision to go and heal, find a place to heal. Yeah. So she had gone to an inpatient treatment. And it was so good for her, you guys. Yeah, it was, it was what, about 28 days? Yeah. We couldn't talk to her for a week at first. Um, she had to do like a total social media detox. She didn't have her phone. It was so good for her. She told us about some of the treatments in there um, and that I think implementing those into her everyday life has made such a huge huge impact on her life well and here's the thing you guys if you don't take action on those things that you learned like on those coping mechanisms and the reason my mom grew so much in that place is because she was forced to to do these these healing all these things to help you heal you you've got to like face them head on you you really do Um, in order to heal knowledge like what brock is saying is like knowledge is power but it won't do anything for your life unless you implement it yeah you gotta take action right exactly um and and repet repetitive action you got you can't just do it once you gotta you gotta train your mind to do it over and over again yeah it's that consistency um so christmas happened and again this looked very different there's this, oh, we're missing somebody. Um, and Brock's mom was actually in treatment over Christmas. So it was weird because we were missing Shane. We were missing Shauna. There's that overhanging, like, feeling of, is this our last Christmas? Um, we you didn't have big family parties like we normally do. At this point in my life, I had felt like I, I lost myself. Like, and, and like, I'm not going to lie. I've gone through that in my life before where like, I, I have this personality and then like some sad things happen and, and it dims my light. Um, and at this point I didn't even know. I, well, I, I, I knew, I knew that I would find myself again. I knew from the whole time I knew that one day I would be myself making people laugh you know, just like a happy person. I knew, I knew that one day I would get there. Right. It's just, I mean, it was a hard year. Um, we ended the year, um, able to get our lash supply back on track. Our supplier came through. Our original supplier was able to secure the PBT fibers and, um, 
So I had been testing for several months, basically for no reason, but I wasn't going to put out something that I couldn't stand behind completely. So from September to December, I was testing and testing and testing. I can't even tell you how many samples we got um, trying to find something that I could stand behind. But luckily, our original supplier came through and we were able to get the lash supply back on track. Um, so we want to leave you guys. We know that this was like really heavy and a lot of things, but I want to, we want to leave you guys. Um, don't with, ever give up. Yeah. Let, with some positive things. Yeah. Um, because even though these things were awful, there were still positive lessons that came out of it. Right. Yeah. So one of the biggest things I think is growth is constant. You guys got to know that Start trying to pinpoint those and then taking that action. Right. Um, I think the number one thing for me um, is that I really want to live with intention. Yeah. Um, I want to be intentional with my time, with my relationships, with my money, with everything. Like I just, I want to specifically when I leave at the end of the day, like... I want to go and tell my parents goodbye and that I love them. Like when I leave, I want to say, I love you. Yeah. That's the last thing I want to say to somebody. Yeah. And, and don't let yourself not do it because there, I feel like there's a lot of times where I've, I've done that where I'm like the other day I was driving past my grandma's house and she's obviously going through hard times too. And I was driving past her house and I knew that I, I only had 30 minutes before I had to pick Arrow up from school. And I was like, I'm going to stop there no matter what. I'm going to stop there and at least just say hi to her. And whether, whether it helped at all, I, it, it, it felt good just to see her, you know? Right. So it, I could have just drove, drove past. Right. It would have been easier. Yeah. It would have saved you time. It would have, I would have made it, you know, and I still made it of course to go and pick arrow up, but arrow is her son. Yeah. <laughs> Um, One day you guys will just learn all these names and I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's it's taking action, like Brock has said. Um, what's another thing for you? So I also think one thing we kind of didn't talk about, uh, I think sometimes our our best qualities in ourselves can also be the things that are detrimental and, and can hurt you in life if, if you... So... I'm very, very good at living in the moment in life. I'm good at having a good time. But then that, that also stops me from following my dreams sometimes because I can be happy wherever I'm at right. in life. But like I said, that's, my, that's the best thing about me. I, like I, I'll never, ever lose that. And so I think that's important that you guys make sure, maybe find out what those, what those qualities are and, and work on them. What, like, find out what your best quality is and then work on the worst part about that best quality. You know what I'm saying? Well, and so another example of that is I am like slightly a workaholic. And slightly. I, <laughs> I always strive for growth. Like, I feel like anybody who knows me, I have friends who make jokes that are like, oh, I have to make an appointment with Courtney so I can see her. Like, People will make jokes and it's fine, but um, 
Well, here's the thing, you guys. People will make jokes, but like I said, that's Courtney's best quality, and that's what I look up to Courtney the most about. Like, that's I, I want to d- be better at that because of her. Yeah. So I'm really determined. So if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. So, but on the flip side of that, I can always be searching for the next accomplishment. I won't sit here and look at myself and say, dang, Court, you did a good job. Like, it's always like, okay, on to the next. Um, So I don't live in the moment like Brock does. I don't, like, I remember even one Christmas Brock was like, we were sitting there. I'm trying to pick up all the Christmas, like, wrapping. I just want it picked up as the kids are unwrapping. And Brock just looks at me and he's like, we can pick this up. Just watch the kids <laughs> open their presents. And I was like, holy crap. I don't know why I do that. I don't sit here and enjoy the little things or those moments. So that's kind of what Brock is, is saying is like, you can have this really, really good quality, but there's balance in all things. If you go to one extreme or the other, that's not necessarily a good thing. So he's saying like, really evaluate yourself because those things can be detrimental as well. Yeah, on and honestly you guys do it. You don't you don't have to, but if you want to, you can uh, message us on our uh Instagrams. Instagram and just go through your best quality and go through what you think you can work on. I I'd just be interested to hear uh what you guys feel like you could work on on your best quality. Yeah. Um, so that was actually number two for me. My takeaway from 2020 is Mm. enjoy the moments you're in and be grateful for what you have. Because that's good, baby. Like I said, um, in 2019, I wish I could go even back just for a minute and just sit there and take it in. Yeah. Well, and that's why I think it's important that like, like right now, like even going through all this hard stuff, like we have so many good things in life, so many amazing things right now in our life that, you know, some people don't have, but that's not really even the point. Just the, the fact that just, just living in and loving those moments are important. Right. Um, Another, I think, good takeaway is uh, it take inspiration from other people. Like if you see something that makes you happy or something that you love to do, take that inspiration and use it in your own life. Right. Um, what are some of the things that helped you like through it? Like what are some of the things that you did to help cope? Um. So like I honestly don't think that like – I I think I was just so busy. I was trying to, like, just get through it. Kind of dove into work. Yeah, I dove into work. Um, and, like, with clients and stuff. Like I said, I was in maintenance mode with the business. But I just got busy. Um, I was We were working on the studio. Um, and just all of those things. But, I mean, to be totally honest, like grief is interesting. Like you think you're kind of through it and then it kind of another wave hits you. So I think, and it could be for a week at a time, really. Yeah. Well, and we did go to therapy. We started therapy, I think in August or September 
Um, Well, and you guys, so let me just tell you real quick about my view on therapy. When me and Courtney first started doing therapy in my head, I was like, if, if you cannot work on things together, like if you needed somebody, an outside person in your relationship, then you were done. Like I, I just, in my head, that's how it felt to me. I didn't think you needed somebody. And so I I really did not want to go to therapy, but Courtney, Courtney pushed me to go. And I'm so glad she did because we, we learned everything that we learned in that time we use to this day. And so it's, it's been important for us. So if you, no matter what your views are on our, or are on therapy, just, just try and, and be open and honest when you go, because you could go and lie to a therapist for, I mean, two years and they'll never understand or know who you really are. You have to go and you have to be open and honest and then put those, put everything that you learned in that session and in those sessions and, you know, implement, implement them. Yeah. Yeah. So, and also with therapists, um, I went to therapy by myself when I was pregnant with our daughter. Um, I was like 19 or 20 and I didn't really like the therapist. And so don't just go to one therapist and think, okay, like this is it. I don't like this guy or I don't like this girl. So like therapy doesn't work for me. That's not the case. You have to find someone that kind of fits you. So, um, just know that it's a really good resource. You may just have to more or less interview people and make sure that they're a good fit for you. Um, another takeaway for me, um, from 2020 was to memorize the little things. Um, there's things that like our kids say, and we're always like, we want to remember that. Um, there's like the way they laugh. Um, something that I've really been trying to memorize is my dad's hugs and how they feel. Yeah. Well, and hug the people you love guys, like as much as you can. Yeah. Um, so do you have any more takeaways? Yeah, just spread positivity and, um, make sure you're speaking things into existence. And as long as you aren't failing, you're growing. So some, some of the things that really helped me through all of this was just make sure you talk to people. Yeah. Well, and to expand on that a little bit more, like you're going to have like little setbacks, but failure only happens when you give up. So don't, don't give up because then you bring growth, right? Yeah. I think you'll notice that I speak in riddles and then Courtney will, uh, 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 (laughs) she'll kind of, I'll decode it. She'll decode it for you. Um, and then, um, something that I remembered that actually helps me is I've started meditating, um, and keeping like a gratitude journal. So meditating in the morning on like gratitude and then in the evenings, like on a relaxing or like an abundance meditation. Um, I'm not really good at like meditating myself just yet. So I do guided meditations. Um, and then with my gratitude journal, I write down five things specific to the day. So it has to be something that happened that day, not something like broad, like I'm grateful for my house. It has to be like, I'm grateful that Brock thinks of me and brings me 
water or something like that. Um, something specific to the day. Um, and so we just want to really reiterate, um, and kind of put like a lot of focus on the fact that if you guys are struggling with something, there are a lot of resources out there, whether it's family and friends or it's medical professionals or it's hotlines or yeah, don't be scared to reach out or, or oh. think it's like not something you should do or, you know, like we said, like it brings light to it and it makes it feel lighter. Um, but just know that you can always reach out to us and even just to connect with us, we love to make friends. Um, so if you need help in any way, we would love to help. But also if you just want to connect, please reach out. Um, our Instagrams are Lash Essential, Lash Essential Courtney. Mystery Essential is mine. And then our podcast is Lashes Love and Life Podcast. Um, so please reach out. Um, you guys are great. We're going to do a lighter or more uplifting uh, podcast next week. And not that this isn't like uplifting because we all go through hard things. And I think it's okay that we all go through hard things. Um, it's been therapeutic for us, I think, to say the yeah. least. Well, and thanks so much, you guys, for your time. Because it really is helping us too right totally we're we're in this for each other right you know. exactly so please connect and next week um will be fun and uplifting so we will see you guys then thanks guys